Hi guys, welcome to the Freedom Podcast. If you're new here, I am Alexis. I co-host the show with Katie um, and we're happy to have you here. So every other week we do post um, a episode and then sometimes we miss a week or two. But if you guys are new to the show, make sure you subscribe. Um, We just love for you to follow us and keep up with us. Um, so today we are jumping into a topic that we have talked about before, but, um, you know, you can never talk enough about trust and trusting God, um, just in the ups and downs of life. And, um, you know, sometimes it's difficult to put your trust in God in certain areas where other areas are really easy. And I definitely find that Mm -hmm. in my own life where, you know, some areas I'm like, when it comes to like clients at the gym, I'm like, God's got us, you know, when it comes to like those things, but then when it comes to future of like family and wanting kids and I just kind of get like, you know, just like anxious about time passing, being in my thirties and things like that. And there sometimes feels like there's this pressure to, you know, make a family (laughs) like right now. So last week, um, me and my Bible study, it was just the girls, the guys weren't there. Um, and so we were kind of talking about this exact thing and, and some of the girls are single and we're all just in different kind of phases of our dating lives and things like that. But the thing that we were talking about that is difficult being a woman, as you get closer to thirties is this want, this natural maternal want for a family and children. Um, and just like this pressure from society and family members. And, and we were like asking each other, do we really trust God in that process? If God knows the desires of our hearts and he has created women to have families and, um, and it's a beautiful thing that we only, we can do. And, um, I was like, wow, that is an area that I definitely struggle in with that trust as I've gotten older. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was saying the same thing two years ago when I wasn't in a relationship, but I'm like, am I always going to be single and, you know, not trusting right. God? Not? And then we were just kind of laughing and talking about people that we had dated and like, okay, Lord, I see why that didn't work out. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It didn't because, um, you know, even if we didn't trust God in the process, and he just took that person out. Um, we were just really grateful that that still happened. Um, so that's kind of where my mind went as we were getting ready for this, um, show. And yeah, I mean, there's probably so many other areas too, but I know right now, currently mm-hmm. that's probably like the yeah. biggest area that I have to put trust in the Lord that, you know, he knows that I want a family and he knows that I want to have kids and, um, you know, I'm not going to freak out that I'm yeah. this year. <laughs> right. I know. I know. God, <laughs> I feel like sometimes it hits me. I'm like, oh, wow. I actually am in my thirties. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was talking to, talking to a girl that's, I think she's, I can't remember how old she is, like anywhere from like 18 to 20, um, recently. And I was like, I literally sometimes forget that I'm actually like 10 years older than you and that I'm 30 and that my mom had a five-year-old by the time she was my, or six-year-old because she had my brother when she was 25. Um, So it's just, it is kind of funny to just think about those things. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I am 31. Um, But a hundred percent. And I think, you know, as far as looking into the future and having this, this, really hard time with trusting in certain areas of our life and our lives. I think it's so interesting how as humans, we tend to like either be so fixated on the past or so fixated on the future instead of actually like being present and seeing like where God is calling us. Because like you said, two years ago, three years ago for me, 
I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be single. Literally recorded, we recorded a podcast about being single, like yes. literally two weeks before I met Jake, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now for those who are listening, who may not know, I've been married for over a year and I have a wonderful husband who is a man of God and just an answer to so many prayers. And I look back at that and how I was 28 and just like very frustrated, like, oh my goodness, am I ever going to meet a man of God? And I just see how God's hand was in my life throughout my 20s and and developing me into the woman that I needed to be before I met Jake. And so looking back at that and reflecting, I'm like, man, God's hand was in that and just the way he's directed us. And so why is it so hard for me to trust him about future things and and to actually just be content of where I'm at and trust him in the day-to-day and and where, where my future is? Um, why is it so hard when looking back, he's been so faithful in so many different areas of my life and in the lives of other people? And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, it is so, it is our tendency as human beings to either live in the past with regrets or looking at the past with rosy colored glasses, like, oh my gosh, life was so much better, or having fear of the future and kind of this like worry, anxiety, fear of the future instead of actually living in the present moment. And that is something, it's interesting because we're talking about this at our uh, church, at our church service this past weekend, our pastor, um, Pastor Dean, he was talking about the five, it's interesting, it's a secular list, but it's five things that, that, you know, whatever this survey, it was some secular survey, what they found the five things that create a happy person. And he was going through the list and basically just saying like, all of these are biblical principles, even though this isn't, this isn't a a Christian news article or anything like that. And one of them was being present. And so I think that's so true. If we're constantly living in the past or constantly living in the future, and we're not actually present in our day to day and first of all, being grateful for, for even just having breath today. But if we're not living in today, because we're not guaranteed tomorrow, then we're constantly going to have this anxiety and worry if we're not able to actually be present. And I think that that's something that just every single day we have to be working on because it's so easy. And I think that is the tendency for us to be either living in the past, living in the future, not being in the present moment. So it's reflecting upon, okay, am I actually present and thanking God for the blessings and looking at, okay, what do I have in front of me today that I need to be, that I need to steward well, as opposed to getting so obsessed with this future that, um, you know, we're actually losing sight of like, wow, a lot of things I'm experiencing today are prayers that were answered, huge prayers that were answered. So true. So true. And it's like, we get caught up on like the little things that we don't have or what we want or what we see. And, you know, you know us, like if you guys have been listening to this show, we always are talking about social media and that comparison. Oh my gosh. You can fall into that trap, you know, and you see everyone just doing so much better than you. And, um, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. and it's <laughs> usually not true because I remember, I can't remember who it was, but someone's like, oh, you're always like out and about doing things. And I'm like, if you saw my Monday through Friday, like, no, I, I, you know, I go to the gym, I go to the grocery yeah. store, I come home. Like that's yeah. my Monday through Friday. It's pretty boring. Mm-hmm. And 
I like it that way. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, and that's For the sure. thing that we do miss out a lot if you're not present. And me and my boyfriend talk about that a lot because we got into a bad habit of being like, okay, well, when we get married, we're gonna do this, this, and this. And like he's such a planner, and then I like to plan too. I'm not as much of a planner as him, but, um, and we just got into this habit that a lot of our conversations were talking about like preparing for marriage, which is great, but we weren't being like present and working on the things that we have right now that we needed to work on. So we actually like made it a rule that like, we can't let that topic dominate our conversations mm. and we need to just mm. work on things right now. And, and, and we've had that conversation multiple times because we realized that we were getting caught up in like, oh, well, when we're here or when we do this or future mm-hmm. marriage or this or whatever it is. And yes, it is good yeah. to plan and prepare, especially for marriage. Like you do need to have a plan and prepare, but, um, but you're, you're going to miss out on the blessings and the things that the Lord has today. And, and I think like, I have to remind myself, am I truly do I truly believe that the Lord will provide everything I need? So when I get worried about, mm-hmm. oh, I'll never be able to afford a home in California because, I mean, I might not, but, um, <laughs> but you know, I'm just like, I have to surrender that to the Lord because that does bring a lot of anxiety. And I'm like, do I believe that he will provide everything I need mm-hmm. and in the order that he wants it? And do mm-hmm. I trust that? And, you know, a lot of the times I can answer no, honestly. A lot of the times mm-hmm. I'm like trying to scheme and plan of like, okay, well, if I save this much or this percentage every year and we can afford this down payment, this is mm-hmm. like, yes, steward your money well, be responsible, do all those mm-hmm. things. Like you got to loosen your grip at some point. And that's the biggest thing I think like, and we had an episode talking about just being control freaks and thinking that we can control certain things and how in certain ways that's benefited us a lot and, and careers and, and, and things like that. But then in other ways, it kind of hinders us because that trust factor, you know, is it's like faith and trust, they go hand in hand. So you can't, you know, be a control freak, thinking you can control your future, control everything, but not actually have this faith and this trust in the Lord that he is going to provide everything I need. And I don't mean just be like reckless, because I think that's the thing that's hard. But like, in trials, when you're going through things, and you don't understand what's going on, you just have to be reminded that God has a plan in this, even if it sucks, even if I don't know what my future holds, like God mm-hmm. has a plan. And, and as you trust him, and you allow right. him, guide you, you'll really see it just unfold. And then it just strengthens that trust and that, and that belief in him. Like, wow, Lord, like I was freaking out about this, but you had something so much better for me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's not always the case, but a lot of times I, in my own life, I realized like, wow, God, like, thank you for, you know, quote unquote, holding out on me for this because you provided something so much better later. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, I have to be constantly reminded of that because it's so easy to forget. It's just, we're humans. We're goldfish. We forget like God blesses us. And two seconds later, we're like, ah, like, you know, so it's, it's horrible. I know. Yeah. When you actually think about it, it's like major prayers can be answered. And then we, we tend to forget about it literally like in 10 minutes or the next day. And it's like, are we actually reflecting upon that? And yeah, I just sometimes too, I mean, even just thinking about practically, like what can you do each day? And one huge thing for me is going on prayer walks where I am specifically taking time out of my day to be still, be quiet. Usually part of it, I listen to no, I don't listen to any music. Part of it, I I love to worship God and, and kind of sing. And hopefully the neighbors can't hear me because my singing's awful, but 
I'm like out there listening to my worship music, just like screaming as I walk. And so it's pretty embarrassing. But for part of it, I just am silent and actually praying and like thanking God and reflecting upon his sovereignty and reflecting upon the blessings in my life and not just blessings of like, Oh, he, you know, granted me what I prayed for or whatever, but just like breath in my lungs and your love and sending Jesus and, um, his sacrifice on the cross for me and that I am promised eternal life. Cause I think, like you said, we're like goldfish. We tend to like, just forget everything and just worry and worry and fret and fret and fret. But yet we're losing sight of like the eternal purpose of our life. Like our life is but a vapor here on earth. And we play, we're just a part of God's story. And, but he has purpose in that for each of us. And so I think reflecting upon that, like our life here on earth is a snapshot compared to eternity. So how am I keeping eternity in mind? And Jesus is constantly talking about focusing on eternal things and focusing on not just the needs, like the, um, there's just so many, so many times in the, in the word where Jesus is talking about, like, you fret and worry about, you know, your clothes and, and food and all these things. And doesn't God take care of the, of the sparrow? And doesn't he like, look at how beautiful the earth is. Like he cares so much more about you. He knows the hair number of hairs on your head. And so we get so caught up in this worry in this day to day that we forget that we have such a loving just amazing father in, in God and that he cares about us and he cares about those small details and those things. And so if we're, if we're coming to him with a grateful heart and a thankful heart and still asking for, for things, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with, um, petition and prayer and, you know, that he wants us to come to him, but also not lose, losing sight of like what I think might be best is not necessarily what is going to be best in God's beautiful design for my life. And then also affecting others' lives. And then ultimately his kingdom Because if I'm just focused on myself and what I want and this and that and the house and the kids and the car and the, and the dog and all these things that we get so, we get so caught up on, caught up in that I'm like losing sight of actually what, truly matters most my relationship with the Lord and, and my relationship with other people, bringing them along to eternity and how am I impacting others and how am I glorifying God in my life? And so I think a lot of times just even reflecting upon that, like from a practical perspective, like, are you spending time being still and are you spending time actually in the presence of the Lord, whether it be listening to worship music, reading the word, um, in fellowship with other believers and, you know, even just literally thanking God for the breath in your lungs and taking five minutes to be, be grateful. Um, and that was another thing actually on the list that my, that my pastor went through is gratitude. And that's so true. So true. Yeah. And it's so funny. I love how you brought up like the five things of a happy person. And like, it's so funny because obviously it would come from the Bible because God knows, <laughs> he knows nature. he created us. Of course, he knows what's going to make us ultimately happy. And, you know, f- obviously fulfillment comes from God alone, but like, you know, just little things like I've never met someone who is a complainer and like, uh, 
like an Eeyore who's a happy person. Like people who tend to have a tendency to complain a lot are just not typically happy people. Like right. that, like, like showing gratitude and, and being present. Like if you're always so anxious about the future or even reflecting so much on your past mistakes or, oh, I should have, could have done this. Like that's not going to make you happy either, you know, because you can't go back. You're not, you don't have a time machine. You can't go back. You can't change those things. So keep it pushing and just focus on what God has for you right now. And I think a lot of the times like we can miss the present, you know? So, and that Mm -hmm. is a big deal. Like sometimes I do have to like really take a pause and just be like, Lord, like look how far you've taken me in all these different areas in my life and not even like, I'm not even talking about blessings in a financial sense, but just like, just so many different areas where I don't, um, we've talked about anxiety on this podcast a lot, but I don't struggle with that as much. Like, yes, I do get anxious feelings, especially in certain Mm -hmm. situations where it, like just certain situations I'm going to get anxious, but I'm like, okay, Lord, like, how can I turn this over to you? But I don't struggle with just being anxious 24 seven. Like I used to, I just remember in college being like, I have to be so, so successful or like my life is worth nothing kind of thing, you know? And, and if mm-hmm. I don't get A's then like, I'm not going to make it to grad school. And, and then when I was in grad school, if I don't yeah. land this internship, then I'm not going to be the, the, and then I didn't even use my degree. And I'm like, God, you are funny. Because <laughs> remember how much I was like freaking out. I'm looking at my diploma right now. And literally, I was freaking out about getting magna cum laude. And I'm looking at my diploma right now. And I'm like, literally, I freaked out for just one little thing that says magna cum laude. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter. I don't even use my degree right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I not that like working hard and, and achieving th- God right. wants us to be stewards and everything. But I'm like looking literally as you're talking about this, I'm like, I'm looking at my diploma and I'm like, I specifically remember how much I was freaking out, like anxiety ridden over magna cum laude. Like, yeah, n- no one even cares. Like no, no one cares. No one cares. And I, I don't even know so much about that. Yeah, I don't even know where my like degrees are. I honestly can't tell you. I'm not. They're in a box somewhere. I I don't know. Like I'm like those are the yeah. most those are the two most expensive pieces of paper I own though. I can't yeah. tell you. That. I know. <laughs> but yeah, and, and it's so funny. Like you know, and just seeing the journey that the Lord has taken both of us on. I mean, giving like just that passion of like fitness and nutrition and mm-hmm. all these things, and how God has used that in your life mm-hmm. to just like witness to other people in such a, a community that there isn't as many Christians, I would say the right. health industry is definitely very secular. Um, mm-hmm. So it is cool just to see how God is just using so many different people. And um, the Bible study that I'm in is like just a bunch of people that are like powerlifters. And then one of the guys is a weightlifter. And I always like, like I say, I always commend them for being Christians in that community in this day and age, because Um, I would say that like powerlifting is probably more like liberal and like all those things. So I'm like, oh, and these are like Christian conservative, you know, people. And I'm like, oh, wow, like good, you know, good job guys. Um, cause I don't know how they do it. And, um, and they have a very big presence in that community too. So I'm like, good job for you because we need so many more people, um, in that Mm -hmm. community in particular. Um, but one of the verses that I saw or that I was, um, looking up as I was kind of doing some studying last night was uh, Romans 4, 20 through 21. I just wanted to share it because yeah. it was such a good one. But um, it says, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promises. 
In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this, he brought glory to God. He faith he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever He promised. And I usually read in new, uh, um, oh gosh, NLT. Um, mm. But I was like, this is such a good verse because, like, when you do continue to follow the Lord and trust Him, like that faith does strengthen, it does grow, and remembering mm. His promises of how He was so faithful to. Just look at all the stories in the Bible. Like God's faithfulness is just coming or it's just so present in every single story in the Bible with people who probably deserved it the least and were the same. We deserve God's faithfulness the least, but he, his faithfulness to us isn't based on our, our doing or our ability to follow him or not. Um, He's faithful regardless, which is such a great thing, but our faith Mm -hmm. in our our trust in him does strengthen as we, as we continue to follow him and we see his glory and his goodness. Um, mm. So I was really blessed. I was, all, Romans is like such a great book just in general. So oh my gosh. A book so to read, definitely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Romans eight. I mean, it just reminds me too of Romans eight. That's one of my favorite verses. When I came, when I started walking with God again, <laughs> came back yes. um, in 2016, 2017. And I remember just meditating over Romans 8, 28, that God works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So um, if we are, if we are following Christ, like we are called his children. We, we know too, we're, we're told that all of the things were, uh, everything, our mistakes, everything, our mess ups work mm. together for the good of our lives, but also the good of God's eternal plan. And so I remember when I, in 2016, 2017, just because I had a lot of like guilt and shame about the life that I lived for a couple of years and just walking away from the Lord and just had a lot of like, man, like, why did I do that? And that was so empty and blah, 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 you know, kind of repeated those lives or kind of that just negativity in my mind. And that mm-hmm. verse was so encouraging to me and that Romans eight is amazing. Romans just in general is amazing. But, um, I remember reflecting upon that a lot and just praising God and saying like, okay, I believe, I trust that all of these things, even my mistakes will be worked for good. And it's even just reflecting upon like the mistakes that I made that I can like vividly remember. He's already worked so many of those to good because, a lot of those mistakes that I did make um, in, you know, obviously there's consequences for your sin, but yet at the same time, I now have a heart and I can help others who may have made or are maybe going to make the same mistakes. And I can actually minister to them because of the mistakes that I made. And I wouldn't have other things wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for those things. So it's like, okay, I look back and I'm like, man, was that a good decision? Absolutely not. However, I look at how the thread of like God in my life and just how he worked those things for my good, for my growth, my maturity, my sanctification, and then also how I'm able to, that's part of my ministry to other people. And so even just our listeners who, whoever may be listening and, you know, you're struggling with like guilt or you're struggling with shame about something and, and having a a repentant heart is different than having a, a, a sense of shame and guilt. Like there's a difference. Repentance is 
asking for forgiveness and turning towards God, whereas guilt and shame is from the enemy and he wants us to be in bondage to that. So if you have something that you're dealing with, it's like, okay, God wants you to be free from that. And then and then the power of God is that he can utilize that mistake that you made as a part of your ministry, as a part of your testimony. Your mess can become your message and your mistakes can be a part of your testimony and the impact that you make on other people. And so I think that's something to reflect upon and think like, am I still in chains to this or have I repented, asked God for forgiveness and then actually been bold with that vulnerability to be able to reach other people. Cause I think that's something a lot of times we want to like keep our mistakes hidden. So other people look at us as being righteous, but it's like, no, I'm going to boast all the more about how God has worked my mistakes actually for good, because that's more, more evidence of the power of God in my life. And, and then our testimony has so much power. And I think not being afraid to share our testimony and to reach other people with that vulnerability and with that, just the, the power of God in our, in our testimony and the change that he's created in our lives and the lives of others can then impact other people and bring other people alongside of us. And so remembering like repentance is much different than having that guilt and shame. And so thinking upon reflecting upon that and thinking, okay, do I truly trust that God can utilize this in order to bring other people to him and also for my good? And so Romans 8, 28 was one that I just kept reflecting upon, um, especially in my early years of coming back to the Lord and just recognizing like, okay, God, I know you have a plan and you'll utilize this. And I've seen that come to fruition and it's amazing. Yeah. And it's cool because you turn all that glory back to God. And I think that <clears throat> people mm -hmm. really see that in your life. And then um, same, with my, same with my life, like people that I knew from when I was partying and things like that. I mean, you know, they can see the difference that God has done in me. And it's nothing that I've done in myself. It's just how the Lord has just come in and just mm. transformed my heart. And, you know, like yeah. we've talked about our testimonies on here before in the earlier episodes and um, just, you know, very similar backgrounds with growing up as Christians and then walking away from the Lord in college because it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to party and this and that. And you think it's like, like you think that you're going against the grain and you're, and you're like, oh, I need to explore and do all these things. But ultimately, mm -hmm. like you come back to, to what really matters because your parents raised you the way that you should have been raised. And it is so true. Like, you know, and the Bible talks about that, like raise your child in the way that they should go or, and yeah, I think that's how it goes. And the way that they should go and they they'll come yeah. back to it. Essentially, I'm butchering verses when I don't write them down. But um, yes. you know, that was always <laughs> typical. <laughs> but that was always like I remember um a verse that my dad talked about a lot, like growing up. It's like if you raise them in the way that they should go, they'll always come back to that. And it really, I think what's going against the grain is is having a deep relationship with the Lord and being a Christian Absolutely. and out against yeah. what is going on in society today. Like going against the grain isn't being like a feminist or like whatever people think is going against the grain these days. It's so funny. Like people think they're so different. And I'm like, no, what's being different is is following the path that God has set before mm -hmm. us, like that is mm -hmm. like, it's straight and narrow. And it's called that for a reason because the world, yeah. it says anything flies as long as it's not Jesus. And as long as it's not mm -hmm. what the 
Bible calls us um, mm. to be as Christians and believers. And um, mm. really what's going against the grain is, is not living a worldly life because you're just like everyone else. Um, and just mm. being a testimony, like that relatability and that vulnerability of like, yeah, I lived that life. Like I know mm. what that looks like and I know how unfulfilling that life is. And it's a huge testimony um, to people, especially like these young this younger generation who's so hungry for something that's real and true. And they've realized like, okay, what's going on in the world? Like this stuff is just making me more unhappy. This stuff is making me more anxious, more unsure of what my future is. I need solid ground to stand on. And that's mm-hmm. where the faith component and the trust component really comes into play. Cause when you have that, like there can be a storm going on around you, but it doesn't matter because your foundation is so strong in the Lord that you can't be shaken. And that's, I don't think that there's anything more solid that you can have in your life than that. And I'm so forever grateful for my parents for just really sheltering us in a sense growing up and really making sure that faith um, and having a, a, a personal relationship with the Lord was the core of, of our family. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that because when things are difficult and when things are hard and when I'm just unsure of everything, I know that my foundation is strong. And I'm like, okay, Lord, like I'm throwing my hands up. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I do trust that you're going to bring me through this. And, um, and you know, it does help relieve like anxiety and stress. Cause I'm like, Lord, I know you have it. Like, I know that you are faithful and just read through scripture, read through God's promises. And he's never he's never fallen back on a promise. Like he carries every single one through and um, we can stand truly firm on that and knowing that. And it's such a blessing because, you know, every circumstances change like day by day, hour by hour, you don't know what is going to happen, but just stand firm on that foundation of the Lord. And it's just the most mm-hmm. reassuring um, thing that you can, that you can have in your life. So I know that's true for me. Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. And I actually, I was doing a little bit of just brainstorming and looking up gotquestions.org is a really good resource for anyone who has questions as the title or as the, as the website says, got questions, go to gotquestions.org. Um, but I loved this. I just wanted to read part of this little snapshot. Um, it was about trusting in God. And um, I just think this is such a great summary. Should we trust in ourselves or in others who are sinful, unpredictable, unreliable, have limited wisdom, and who frequently make bad choices and decisions swayed by emotion? Or do we trust in the all-wise, all-knowing, all-powerful, gracious, merciful, loving God who has good intentions for us? And I think a lot of times, too, when this is something that I was reflecting upon, when we do not trust God, it's because we don't know him. And so how do we know him? He's made himself known to us in his word. And it's his holy word, and it's so rich and full of truth. And so if you don't know God, then you have some you have the most incredible resource right in front of you. And so I think spending time in the word and to and knowing God is is then it's we're able to trust him because we know him. You can't trust a person or anything that you don't know. So if you read the word and you see how faithful he is and his sovereignty and um, even today I was reading through, um, just the story of, of da- David and Goliath. And I was just like, man, this is so cool. And just reading the scripture about how there's one specific verse where it said, David was, 
David trusted in the Lord and, and the Lord was with him and he succeeded in all he did. And just even reflecting upon that, I was like, man, the power of God, the thread of God's sovereignty, like in the old Testament and through the new Testament. And it's just even just opening the word. And if you don't even have much time going to a few verses and, and meditating on those verses and truly getting to know our Lord and seeing how good and faithful and righteous and holy and perfect he is and trusting in him and not trusting in ourselves or in our emotions or in fallible human beings, because that's what we are. Um, and trusting in the only, the only thing that will never fail us. And that is our Holy Father, um, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And, and praise God, we have the Holy Spirit residing within us to make those truths come alive in, in the word. So that is, um, just so, so incredible to reflect upon. And I think something we have to do daily because we're like goldfish. Like you said, we'll forget. <laughs> yes, yes, we forget every two seconds. <laughs> literally, literally. That is so funny. Um, that is all we have for you guys today, but little shameless plug, um, Katie and Jake have started a YouTube series. So make sure you guys go check it out. Um, where can they find your YouTube or what's your yeah. Well, thanks for plugging that. I literally, yeah. went, I forgot already. I'm like a goldfish, right? I forgot. <laughs> um, so we started a YouTube channel. And if you look up chatting with the churches, so churches has ES on the end. That's the the little at on YouTube. So if you just Perfect. Google probably Jake and Katie Church, it should pop up. But we're going to start a weekly video where we're just chatting about various topics that come come up through marriage and our testimonies and you know we just have a a lot of things that we we uh love sharing with other people and and our next episode actually is going to be just a brief testimony and I'm really excited for um people to hear Jake's testimony especially because it's pretty remarkable so I'm looking forward to that episode which we'll be recording this weekend Awesome. I love it. Cool, guys. We'll see you in a couple of weeks for another episode. Bye. Bye.